Hello and welcome to The Wise Why. This morning I am joined by a woman who has changed my life and I mean changed it, shaped it, kicked me up the derriere and allowed me to really grow and develop. So enough about me because this we're on a, a very short time here because Joy is actually going live herself on her Sparkle and Thrive podcast. So over to Joy. Joy, please introduce yourself and say hello. Oh, thank you, Kirsty. You know, I have just admired you and your journey and your bravery. So it is really an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, so I'm the founder of Tech Pixies, which is a program that helps women upskill with social media uh, in order to return to work, change careers, or start a business. You leverage social media to start a business, which is fantastic. And your business is thriving. And it's so much fun to watch it do that. Um, we started, you know, in 2015 as a pilot project to help 12 women go back to work in Oxfordshire. And that's now grown to almost 800 women in our uh, VIP group coaching program. And we've helped over 5,000 women with our social media superhero boot camp. Uh, and, you know, it's just a really fun thing to do. Help women become financially independent and take control of their futures. It's really, really fun. I love it. So how, I mean, you are an Olympian, which I think is amazing. And, and obviously I, I do actually hold you up to my daughter because she is just incredible at swimming. So you were an Olympian and then you went into business or how did this journey evolve because I I wouldn't have um, well actually I wouldn't be where I am without you so please tell us how this whole journey from Olympian to businesswoman happened because it's incredible well I think I think you could go even further back and I don't want to go through my whole life but I will say when I was four years old my mom skied into a tree and was brain damaged for the rest of her life and that had a major impact on me as a person, um, I had to be very adaptable to a new family situation. My dad remarried and um, my mom, who he married, raised me. Um, and, you know, so I had to be very adaptable from an early age. And I also, in a funny way, probably wanted to escape a little bit of, you know, that family dynamic. I had an amazing supportive family, 100%. But it is when you're that young and you've got those things going on in your life, um, you know, it's it's a bit tricky. So I had um, an opportunity to go to Russia when I was 13. And my dad um, had it through his business, so I went. And it was such an adventure for me, and I got this bug for traveling. And then a couple, well, about a year later, I applied to go to France as an exchange student, and I didn't tell my parents. Um, and I got accepted into the program, and then they had to interview the parents to make sure they were on board. <laughs> and I remember telling my parents, like, hey, um, you know, guys, if you're interested, uh, I, I have an interview for this program with Rotary and, you, you know, maybe you should go. And they were just a bit shocked. My dad um, didn't, you know, my dad was nervous about me going. My mom was like, no, she should go. She'll love it. And so I went and, and really that was my first um, going to Russia was my first brave move when I was 13. And then going to France for a whole year and not seeing my family for eight months when I was 15 was another major brave move. Um, and then I kind of went back to life as normal, went to college, went to university. And um, then very suddenly when I was 21, my dad died and he took his own life. And that was like, boom, another big hit in my life. And you know, when you look at people who are successful, you can usually trail back to all sorts of things that they had to overcome. In fact, overcoming obstacles is actually a requirement for a successful life. And, you know, if from in terms of and everyone defines success in their own way. But, you know, if you look at really successful people, um, you know, uh, they, they will have had major hurdles in their life. And so I, you know, that overcoming that was another one. And so one of the things that happened was I had a job that I wasn't loving. 
and suddenly life was short. You know, suddenly my dad was gone. He was in his early 60s. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm only in my 20s. I've only got, you know, if I live as long as my dad, I've only got 40, 40 years left to live. And I sort of panicked and I, um, I decided that I was going to quit my job and train full time for the Olympics. And then that started me on that journey. Uh, and I remember calling my mom and saying, you know, hey, mom, if I get into the you know, top 25 at the nationals, uh, and at this point, no one knew who I was. I was 44th at the indoor nationals and I was going for the outdoor nationals. I said, I'm going to quit my job and train full time for the Olympics. And she's like, go for it. You know, I think one of the things my mom, you know, she she stepped into my life in a time when I needed someone um, desperately to be, you know, a mother. But then also she she always said, go for it always said, go for it. And, you know, that was really important. And my dad always said, go for it too. I think she was, you know, a bit stronger on it, but, and I realized that now as an adult, but anyway, I think I had I grew up in a life where I knew I could achieve things and I could accomplish things. And they created a life where that was possible for me, but I also had to overcome obstacles. And I think that that was a big part of building up my resilience, building up my adaptability. And um, so I did the Olympic thing. And, uh, and I tried out for two teams. I tried out for the 2004 and the 2008 Olympic teams. I didn't make either one of them. I was on the shadow team for 2004 and I got injured in 2008, but I ended up at the Beijing Olympics and I rekindled a relationship with um, a boyfriend from when I lived in London studying abroad, uh, who happens to be an Olympic gold medalist in rowing. And within 10 days at the Beijing Olympics, we were engaged. <laughs> so, cause I was at the Beijing Olympics working cause I didn't get on the team, but I found my way to the Olympics. You know, I was gonna be there regardless. And so, you know, I just I think it's one of those things where you take one brave move and it leads to another one and another one and another one and your resilience and your adaptability like just grows. And, you know, the person who got engaged and sold all their stuff and moved overseas in 10 days is not the same. You know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had the other parts of my life. And so I set up three businesses and two of them didn't work out the way I wanted them to work out to the extent that I wanted them to work out. Um, they're still going with other people running them, but they just weren't the scale and the impact that I wanted. And then Tech Pixies came up as an opportunity in my brain to help women, uh, you know, return to work using the skills that I built up building the other two businesses. And uh, and so that's that's sort of how it came about. And I talk about it as the five, four, three, two, one moment where, you know, I, I had this idea to set up a digital skills school. And I picked up the phone and I called this guy, uh, Tony Hart, and I said, I have this idea, but I have no money whatsoever because my other two businesses hadn't made enough money to, to, to pay for our family, let alone a savings. And he said, oh, my gosh, this money just came across my desk and, you know, you should apply for it. And we got 16,000 pounds. And that, that was how we launched the first cohort of Tech Pixies in 2015 as a pilot. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a, there's a lot of moving parts, but I would, I would go all the way back to, you know, just dealing with adversity my whole life and just overcoming it every time or just le learning how to live with it, which is, I think, part of it, you know, understanding that adversity and obstacles are a part of, of, of life and it's how you handle them really that matters. I love that. I genuinely love that because um, I had childhood trauma, as, as you know, at a very young age and that childhood trauma then caused a, a, a cause and effect all the way through with the way that I dealt with things. And then at, 34 as I was just saying I jumped into a rabbit hole and I landed and then swam around a bit and then eventually at gosh 40 to 20 years later I came across you but um I also ran into my husband by accident on the one day that I was never I've never been to Didcot and I ended up in Didcot for one day and I met my husband and I refused to go out with him for a whole month <laughs> and I love he that. is 
he was my rock and I refused to go out with him because guess what I'm a cougar and I just went no way no way I'm not going to ruin your life and actually he'll turn it on the head and say you made my life and yeah it makes a huge difference you have so helped so many people and I know that a lot of people we've got a lot of people who uh, tapped in this morning I know a lot of people within my network have no idea or let me rephrase that they will not take off their invisibility cloak they will not use social media they will post on social media they will comment but they won't even have a picture how important or why do you feel it's so important to use social media yeah okay so I'm a total data geek uh, when I was at university, I did a data intern, like a database um, internship. Like that was my thing. I loved data. And one of the reasons I love social media is it's very data driven. And whenever we look at uh, and analyze our student accounts, because we have hundreds of student accounts that we're analyzing all the time and looking at, um, the analytics go crazy when someone puts their face on their feed. Uh, and does a talking video or does a picture of themselves, um, kind of opens up who they are, tells their story. Uh, in fact, there's one guy I know quite well who leverages LinkedIn really, really, really well. And he just takes pictures of his life, but it's he's sharing the journey of building a very successful business. And But he's been sharing it the whole time. He's been sharing it when, when they only had 10,000 pounds in the bank that he was sharing his story. And now when they have you know, a million pounds and they've got a profit and he's built up a team and he's shared his journey all the way through. And I think there's something really important about doing that because everyone thinks, well, I can't share my journey until I've made it. And actually, one of the things to realize is people are rooting for you. They want you to succeed. And, you know, I, I watched the movie Eddie the Eagle last night. Um, and I love that movie for so many reasons. But it's 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 a story of a person who has a dream to go to the Olympics and he doesn't care if he medals. He doesn't care if he gets on the podium. He just wants to be the best version of himself. And there's a lot of people who are making fun of him along the way. And what I love is how he just keeps going for what he loves. And his journey gets shared. And what's amazing is that the crowd turns in his favor. And there's a scene in the movie where the um, uh, at the, the closing ceremonies at the Olympics, uh, the, the announcer, and I'm, I'm, I wish I knew who it was, but it's probably the guy who was running the Olympics, the Calgary Olympics. He says... Uh, and some of us have so soared like eagles. And then the camera pans to him. And this is at the Olympic Games where there's millions and millions of people watching. And he stands up and he does his eagle thing. And the whole crowd goes crazy. And there's such a beautiful story in that because he wasn't afraid to fly. He wasn't afraid to spread his wings. You know, he tried to make the Olympic team as a racer and they told him no. And he had to go find another way. You know, I tried to make the Olympic team uh, or I tried to be a rower and I wasn't good enough. So I switched and did archery. You know, and, and the same thing with business. You try one business, it doesn't work. You go to another business and you try that. And I think the invisibility cloak is about sharing who you are, right? And it doesn't mean we share the scars as we're going through them. Um, I mean, the, the you know, the wounds as they're open, right? I think there's one of the people that I admire very, very deeply um, is Amy Porterfield. And she talks about the difference between an open wound and a scar. And she's much more comfortable sharing about the scars after they've sort of healed over versus sharing the open wound as she's going through it. Now there's other people, um, Rachel Hollis is a great example, open wound all the time. You know what's going on in her life all the time. And I think it's finding a balance of what works for you. I personally am a little bit more on Amy Porterfield's scar side. You know, let's go through the, the let's go through the trauma, let's go through the difficulties, let's go through the obstacles, and then let's share afterwards how we overcame them, how we moved through them. But I will say, 
I'm sharing the whole way through. Like if you go back onto my Instagram feed a couple years ago, when I had to let the entire team go because we couldn't afford to keep them, that was a really painful day in my life. I shared that as I was going through it, but I shared it in a way that I was uplifting other people at the same time and giving my own myself hope. So the invisibility cloak thing is quite a serious thing because you have no idea what light you can shine for other people. You have no idea the impact your life is going to have on somebody else's, your decisions, your choices, your journey. And if you can shine your light and let one person's life improve as a result, you've done your job on this earth. You know, our job is to make this world a better place. Even if it's that's one individual, it doesn't have to be 10,000 individuals or a million individuals. But if you help one person have a better life, they will have a knock-on effect and their children will have a better life or their niece and nephew will have a better life or their you know parents will have a better life. We've had people go through our program and it's transformed their family, you know, their their parents, their their nephews, their nieces, their children, their, you know, because they shine this light. They start shining this light and everyone is attracted to the light that you shine. And that's really what it's about. I, I again, I, I just thank you. I, I love all of that. It's like, wow. Um, I think having to learning that you're not good enough at something and learning that it's okay. And we talked about this earlier, but giving yourself permission to fail, give yourself permission that it's okay not to be good. I trained as a dancer and I struggled. I thought when I was at my little dancing school, I was the star of the show. Then I went to arts ed and I wasn't the star of the show. And I very quickly adapted and changed to being an actor. And then from the actor, I had a lovely career. And then I moved like you, I, I changed and I evolved and I met Dennis and I went to university. And it's just interesting how those little tweaks along the way, the invisibility cloak, uh, it was really interesting for me because I've trained on camera for years, but I'd never gone on camera as myself. I'd gone on camera as an actor and that was really easy. But as myself was really hard and you were the first person that called me out on it. And I have to say, thank you. I'm also key with you on the boundaries. And one of the things I talk about is where those boundaries must come into play. What do you share? And one of the things that we do before we go live is, I didn't do this with you, but I do it with most of the guests of what's your boundary? What do you not want to share? Because we are not going to share that because I'm like you, I think the open wound doesn't necessarily have to be exposed, but sharing the journey afterwards and how you've overcome it is what makes it interesting. So thank you. Now, I know that you've inspired me. You are incredible with everything that you do. And if you have never, ever heard Joy speak, tap into the Sparkle and Thrive podcast because, my goodness, you have got so much. How many episodes have you done now? Uh, well, I know we're over 119. Uh, so, I think I think we're I think today maybe 120. I'm not sure. But we've been going for a little while. So plenty of opportunity for people to, to listen to your wisdom. Now, I know, as I said, you've inspired me. Who has inspired you along your journey? Yeah. So, well, let me just say one thing about the open wound. Yeah. So I think if you have an open wound in your life, you do need to speak to someone, right? And, you know, I know when we've had issues in our business and different things, I was afraid to speak up and say, oh my gosh, we've got a problem coming up with cash flow or this or that. It's not about telling the whole world you've got a problem with cash flow or with employees or with whatever. It's about finding the right people who can support you through that. And I was scared, for example, when we were going through cash flow crunch, I was scared to tell someone about that. But then when I did tell someone about that, and particularly people who had lent us money and invested in our company, when I did tell them about it, they were like, oh, well, let's just get you more support. And then they just pointed me in like 15 different directions to get the ball rolling, to go to the next level. And it was like, 
I'm so glad I said something. And I was so glad I had the problem. Like I was so thankful for the first time in my life. I was like, this is the best problem in the world to have because it's opened up a whole new realm of possibility to transform my life and the company's life and the people that work for us. So I do think that there are times where there's open wounds where you do have to find the right people to talk to about it. And that's not open social media. The, the, that's one thing I would say now in terms of the mentors. Oh my gosh, I am so lucky. I have been so blessed. Uh, my entire uh, journey in Tech Pixies has been just touched by so many people. Um, Paul Esri uh, and um, Mark Evans were two of the very first people who really leaned into who I was and believed in me. Uh, and uh, they they didn't give money, but they gave me business support and coaching support. Um, and that was huge. And then as I found my way uh, through the online world, um, Amy Porterfield, of course, I just adore her and she's incredible. Uh, she helped me learn how to launch an online business, We, had, we an online course, because we had a face-to-face -face course and I had to transition it online. And I did not know how to do that. Uh, and then Stu McLaren taught me how to do memberships, uh, how to run a membership. So we run both, of course, we have courses and memberships. Um, and uh, and then, of course, he introduced me to Jeff Walker and I'm in Jeff Walker's mastermind. I'm flying out tomorrow actually to be with that group for the next couple of days. Um, you know, he's an incredible individual and I'm so lucky to be in that group. And there's a whole group of very special people in that group. So, you know, I feel really, really, really lucky. And then I'd say, um, you know, I think part of part of getting the right people in your life is knowing what you need. And, you know, I knew I needed help getting an online course going. I knew I needed help getting a membership. And it's almost like you say to God or you say to the universe, whatever you want to call God, the infinite, the universe, what it got us, whatever you want to call God, you know, you just say, this is what I need. And it's like, when you make the decision that that's what you need, the universe works in your favor and finds it for you. And that's what Paulo Coelho says in, in the alchemist, which I absolutely love that book. And so, you know, I think that's what's happened to me. You know, I needed this, I needed this, I needed this. And then those things came to me. And, and now I've shifted that language to what I would love. And that's probably the, 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 probably the most impactful and powerful change in my life have been two mentors, Dr. Shannon Irvin, who helped me become a master neuro coach and understand how the brain works to help us make decisions and change our belief systems to move forwards in you know the direction of our epic audacious goal and then Mary Morrissey who has 50 years of experience in transformational life coaching whose um, programs I've been doing for the last uh, year really changed my language my my vocabulary and helped me to speak a totally different way and see the world in a totally different way and uh you know, the, the things you need come to you as you need them, but it's really important to tap into what you would love because when you do tap into that, that's when you open up to the universe, to God, to goddess, to whatever you want to call it, the infinite, to actually bring those things to your to you. Honestly, Joy, when I met you, um, I'd always had that whole ethos in my life, but I thought I was crazy. I thought I was probably the only one who actually thought, well, you have to love something. You have to invite it in. You have to say, yay, throw it at me. I'll take it all. I'll I'll deal with it. I'll jumble through and, and love. And I came across the Tech Pixers and it was like, oh, I'm not alone. Oh, oh, this woman's actually talking my language. And it was for a very long time, uh, this what felt like a very lonely journey. And of course, coming along and joining the Tech Pixers community and learning. And, and something I really want to put out there is, I've studied the brain development on children and, and also on the, the teenagers and how that affects our adult life. But when the way that you combine the neuro coaching, the powerful words, the the Mary Morrissey learning, I think I hope I got that correctly, um, along the way, and actually really key for me was it's okay 
to not be okay. It's okay to be dyslexic. It's okay to be dyspraxic. It's okay to have had trauma in your life. And it really is okay. And to find a tribe of women, and I do think that's one of the most powerful things about the Tech Pixies is the support and the tribe and the learnings that not only do we get, because people think that we're doing a social media course, but we're not. We're doing life coaching. We're doing much more than that. And you helped me unlock something that was completely locked up. And when we went through a process, my husband and I, to get our daughter, um, I did a lot of soul searching, but that soul searching had one little bit that hadn't been connected and you connected that for me. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you very, very, very much. I am well aware that we have to wrap this up. We've got some incredible comments and we'll come back to those because Joy's got to go live in a minute. I always, at this point, turn it on its head. Is there anything you want to throw at me to see if I can answer it? Oh, golly. Well, you're just amazing. And, you know, I think I'm just so privileged to know you. And I just cannot wait to see how things unfold for you because they're already unfolding in just a very powerful way. I think you're right. You know, you spoke about the, what you were speaking about were the universal laws. And these are the universal laws that are pretty much invisible. And, you know, I think one of those universal laws uh, is giving and receiving, right? So, uh, and we were talking before about receiving something, you know, and, and accepting that. And I think, um, you know, I just want to say to you, you know, I just adore you and you are such a powerful woman. And, uh, and I love that you're leaning into that power and you're helping others. Um, so continue to do that because well, you're a wonderful light in this world. Back at you. <laughs> on that note because honestly gratitude is one thing that i really do practice back at your joy thank you so much <laughs> thank you christy